0: Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit RyanSowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Iron Sowers, powered by Our Town Gwinnett Magazine. We are broadcasting live on the In Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson here in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. We have three amazing guests today. All happen to be from where I got my master's, Bernal University. More on that to come. We have Jay Andrews. Jay, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? We have Dr. Trichila. Washington Hubbard with us who's also the Dean. How are you? Good
1: afternoon. Good. Uh,
0: great and we have Dr. Renee Just. How are you my friend?
1: Excellent. How are you doing today?
0: Awesome. Awesome. We are doing good. So we we've pre-gamed. We're ready to go and um, let's just start. Let's just start with Jay, because you're the radio guy. You're the radio guy. You, you tell us about it. You were on oh, Z93 and stuff back in the day? Yeah, I'm very famous. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah for you the, are. For the, just for that, though. <laughs> I no, probably listen to you. No, I worked in Atlanta at Z93 and 96 Rock no, and what, a couple the, other radio stations. Those were the stations. And um, uh, got a good idea of the talent side. Uh, ran a station, bought one, sold one. Um, worked in Gainesville for the Jacobs family yeah, like media. That, that runs uh, all the radio stations there and they, of course a trustee is on the board at Brunel okay. and uh, ran those stations for them and then came to teach at Brunel mm-hmm. having a great time running WBCX huh. this is a fun show for me personally we've got media we've
0: got leadership we've got communications we've got all kinds of stuff well Dr. Just tell us just a little bit about you or just something as we open the show to um, let our audience know you a little bit better
1: thank you so much you're welcome uh, I actually kind of have an interesting background. I spent about 20 years in the business world, um, started consulting practice, working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, then helping them develop their teams. And admittedly, I have quite a short attention span. I picked up some adjunct teaching and fell in love. And that really, I realized that was my calling and my passion. And I've been in higher education for about 15 years now.
0: Awesome. That's so great. And we have Dean Shatrila, Dean Business Communications, all this growth going on, which we're going to share with people. Tell us a little bit about your background or something fun. Uh,
3: About my background. So I started my career in human resources and pivoted into education, had the opportunity to teach business courses on the high school level in the Georgia public school system. I've done a lot of work with NGBC, Educational and Community Services Incorporated, which is a nonprofit that focuses on education. And so education has truly become my passion. I continued into the technical college system and then I moved into the university level where I've been with Bernal for the past four years now.
0: Well, that is awesome. That is great. And you know, you guys have so much stuff going on. Now, who wants to jump in and take the um, question, you know, people want to say as I told you guys in the lobby before we started Brunau of being you know hey we're in Gainesville and it was a female school back in the day which was a long time ago because I got my master's and I don't even remember when at least 15 years ago and that was in Atlanta and then I did teaching in Atlanta so that's been a long time so there's a lot of programs and let's just talk about business communications and then we'll come to the media um, that people probably don't know about. So let's talk about some of those things, because y'all are trying to hit the rubber where rubber meets the road to go out and bring real-world application when people are learning. Am I saying that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, that's my passion. So I was making sure I'm saying it right, but that's what I think learners want.
3: Correct. So within the College of Business and Communication, we really do have um, a variety of different degree programs as well as certificates. And so um, we have undergraduate and graduate programs. We range from the different areas of communication. So we have undergraduate and graduate programs in the field of communication. And for us, communication is very broad. So we have um, courses in film, we have things in broadcasting, TV, radio. Um, So journalism, public relations, and then on the business side, we have human resources, organizational leadership, accounting, finance, digital marketing, and we have several minors, which includes everything that you can major in, as well as entrepreneurship. Um, we've expanded into hospitality management, um, logistics and supply chain management, and recently we are um, started working on a risk management insurance. Program. I saw that
0: my wife used to do insurance and commercial it was like risk management all that kind of stuff so but the entrepreneurship is a new field um as we were talking before everybody says they want to be their own boss but they don't know exactly what that means as dodger just said a few minutes ago um so all right let's go to the media side now does that media offerings with digital media and some of the new things you know podcasts this and that is that bringing students into the studio I mean does that oh yeah we, we just
2: built a podcast studio that's similar to where we are right now okay. and uh, they're all invited to use it and uh, you know write something out that they want to do about what, whatever the topic might be but what we one of the things we really stress at Bernal is how hands-on it is we have a radio station and I usually put people on within a month Oh, awesome. So you can find out if you like to do that or if you really don't like to do that. But, right. uh, but they can get that experience right off the bat. So they get some on-air experience. Yeah, that's very different from other another, a bigger school you might go to so you, where you have to get in line. Yes. So uh, we've got that. A TV studio is, uh, uh, was mentioned. And uh, so, yeah, we're getting into all of that and, and connecting that on, online, you know, making the podcast. Here's the link.
0: Listen. So they actually are getting real world experience, being in front of the mic, being in front of the camera. Oh yeah, which yeah. is which is awesome. I remember when I was finishing at Mercer, one of my my cousin got me set up. Well, I'm kind of doing now what I thought I would do, except I thought I would do sports broadcasting, but long way I've kind of come back in my career to doing such things. My undergrad was communications, you know, and obviously it wasn't social and digital media, then, but. It, um, but the even the opportunity at mercer there was it was kind of you know get in the background and you're never going to be in front of a camera or or really learning the stuff that i would want to do it was like back there you know put film together or whatever they wanted to do so i'm not that technical so giving people that opportunity the hands-on opportunity i would think is invaluable to see if they like it or not oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and and i know come back to you dr justice saw some great stuff you guys are you're doing is it some study abroad programs
1: we are. In fact, this spring, um, over spring break, I traveled with some students to Israel. Oh, I
0: saw that picture. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. How was that?
1: It was amazing. And, and the students will tell you that it was uh, life changing and defied all of their perceptions of really? what they thought it was. Yes. So now
0: was that part of like a course or is there an offering through burnout or how does that work?
1: It was a spring full semester course. Okay. And our, our goal was to really touch on leadership, innovation, cultural development mm-hmm. and looking at the different cultures and the perceptions of Israel to the United States. And in fact, our students are presenting on Friday at our research symposium oh, on my. what they found and in, in what they realized to be true.
0: Well, send me a snippet.
1: We will do that. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, what's funny is I'm thinking here. So I began my PhD, you know, doctorate journey at Indiana Wesleyan back in the day, and it was because they allowed hybrid and it was a good school. but interesting you know here's the point one of the parts of the program this is about 10 years ago was to go to ukraine oh, and i wow. and, and i at that point had taken my pause you know and then i went back and finished it about state but i think about that moment and some of my friends went mm-hmm. and to Kyiv and or i don't know i'm i don't know if mm-hmm. say that right but but they were right all over ukraine and they were like it's one of the best places you can go and be safe and i think about that all the time it's crazy you know thinking that what's been going on for a year you know but um that's so good for students um you know I had the experience to go to Oxford as an undergrad and my wife girlfriend at the time she went too, and it was it was right towards the end and it opened my mind way bigger than what I knew here in the United States or southeast and it really changed it forever so all right so we come back to the offerings what do we see in these days with undergrad and grad students um what are they telling you they want more of is it that real world stuff is it you know what are they are y'all kind of figuring out programs to meet the needs of the new learners
3: so we are working with alumni and we are really partnering with industry to understand the needs that employers are seeking in our students as they enter the workforce or advance in the workforce and so we really want to align our curriculum so that the students are getting really application-based experiences in the classroom, so really focusing on experiential learning opportunities, working with industry partners. For example, um, I had a human resource class this semester that was able to work with a local business to actually work on their human resource needs and so instead of just learning the theory in class they actually had a chance to apply it and so that gives the students experience during classes and we're really increasing our internship opportunities as well
0: wow see that's just so spot on to me i mean every that's the whole reason i did what i did is because i felt there was just this disconnect probably like you guys being somebody in the studio or whatever here, we're gonna learn this this is right or wrong and then good luck with that out there and i said you know how do you take our knowledge all of us have knowledge and go here's what this means to your future to your life to your career and here's how to. here's an opportunity to do it and and that's my passion what i hear you guys saying is the opportunity of burnout um to take these people who say i might want to start a podcast or be a tv host or i might want to have my own business or be in risk management and say okay well here's a taste of what that looks like is that fair and how i'm describing it
3: most definitely and you know they get a chance to work in teams and see the ambiguity that occurs in the workforce the students actually had to deal with an uh, individual who resigned from the organization during the time And so they were hands-on in everything that was going on within the organization. So they saw the real deal. Yes. And it was really eye-opening for them because, as they said, it was one thing to read about job descriptions and performance evaluations, but for them to get into the systems and actually have to do everything that the small business owner was doing, it really changed their perspective.
0: I was talking to an entrepreneur yesterday, a couple of them, and I always try to pay it forward to the things I've gone through, and she was... I said, do you know what the success rate of whatever? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, don't, don't forget how you've said that. I didn't realize you were truly like two months in. But the whole idea is I started saying, here's what I would recommend at this point for marketing. I said, you don't want to overstretch. You've got to stay within. So in four months, if nothing happens, you're not sweating bullets because you, you're safe there. She goes, thank you so much. I said, well, I wouldn't guide you any other way than I would, but trying to take those real world things because there's a lot of people like, I'm going to go out in full blast month one and month two. It's like, well, if that's all you have saved up, you're not going to last. Because, you, you know, everything's the cash flow and the wearing multiple hats and people leaving unexpectedly or teams working together. I always say in consulting, I don't know if I want to give you all one of this, the biggest challenge I have going into an organization is getting everybody to play on the same pitch. <laughs> I mean, this guy's like, I got you, Ryan. I'm in your corner. And the next minute he's in the CEO's office, like, this guy's a waste of time. <laughs> and then I fix this, like having little kids again. Then this guy's like, he's your man. That guy's sandbagging you. And I'm like... But but if you can get all those guys moving <laughs> in that direction, something special can happen. But it's hard. It's not as easy as just you know A B C. And I think in case studies or in the classroom, oftentimes in traditional learning, we can make it so simple, like oh it's just this. And it's not. You know when you see it when you see it hands on. So do you see some of that, Dr. Jess, with um, some of your students?
1: Absolutely. And I'm sitting here kind of chuckling as you're as you're going through because as a consultant, yes. And in the classroom, yes, it's like kind of herding kittens. <laughs> um, it is, and, and they do want um, the hands-on. They want the real life. And as a matter of fact, we completely um, revamped our organizational leadership undergraduate degree to the point that we put an improv class in.
3: Oh. Ah. Because
1: you know, theory is great, and I can help you understand leadership. But the improv is understanding how to take a little from one theory, a little from another, a little from life experience. Put them together that's and now apply awesome.
0: it. Um, now you got me excited. <laughs> Good.
1: Good. My wife
0: said, No no more courses the rest of your life. You can teach them. I don't ever want to hear about you taking I'm like, Yeah, last class of my lifetime was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. But no, I mean, it really is. That's correct. You know, when you get into all the leadership styles we study, but then explaining it to a student through a multitude of channels in a way that goes, Oh, I never really thought of it that way. Or they, you know, traditionally, I remember getting my master's, it was, Here's a leader and here's a manager. And I'm like, y- you can be both. You could be neither. You could be at the low level and be a great leader. And they're like, you can? I'm like, so trying to find examples I think is important. And um, now how much, I just hear from, from you guys, since the pandemic, have, you, have we seen more people want to do online learning? Um, is it hybrid? What, what are we seeing out there with students? And are people coming back to school? Are they wanting to go to graduate school after undergrad? What's going on?
3: We do have a lot of individuals returning to graduate school, especially our graduate programs are really growing, um, and they're really seeking the certificate programs. Okay. And so within the certificate programs, we're really trying to embed national certifications mm-hmm. so that they're completing those certifications as they complete classes as well and so with our um, undergraduate program we're still seeing growth but we're really focusing on trying to grow our on-ground population Mm -hmm. so right now within our college we do have our traditional undergraduate students who are on ground and then we have online undergraduate students most of those are adult learners so they're working and continuing their education and then our graduate programs are online and we just started an on-ground cohort for graduate students
0: nice okay now is that one in Gainesville or is that one in Atlanta or
3: yes so it is on um, in Gainesville we started in the fall of 22 and so we'll have a second cohort beginning fall of 23
0: cool That's great. So giving people a way they want to learn in the lifestyle that they have and making it doable because I know when I went back and got mine, I was working full-time with little kids. And, you know, you have to be able to bite it all off to do it. Um, So, all right, so, Jay, coming back to this, do you have people out of this business communication program that are getting a degree in something is that where they're going to come over and work with or what maybe i should ask what course you're te- what now, do
2: you teach you? Uh, m- most students will get a, uh, a com degree okay. uh, or uh, studies like that right but um i think what you're asking me is are they getting going into radio or are right. they going into tv going into jobs we have a pretty good track record uh with students who have been in com and been in the radio or the tv side We've got a, a student at WNGC right now. who just started doing the morning show. Very good. He graduated last year. Uh, we have that. Uh, I had I had a student who went to work for Taylor Swift. Oh uh, wow. We we my put, daughters would like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's believe going me. to the concert. i yeah, Believe me, everybody knows who she they is. He told me I was
0: a Swiftie the other day. I don't know what that even means, but I'm <laughs> great.
2: But yeah, we. Um, I don't know how to stress that enough. Uh, the students who do get into that, con- it's a, like a concentration in the radio or the TV end or video end, whether it's behind the camera in front, but uh, under or, the communications yeah. major, that's their focus area. Yeah, they'll want to do this, and the ones who really want to do it, it's it's just incredible to watch them. Well,
0: especially, and you know, so you were saying back in the day, you you the the where this show evolved from. I was on. Was it called uh, News Talk Talk of the Town? Um, and it was it was hard radio, and then they ended up getting bought, and then I kind of took it to an internet radio thing, and then we kind of started our own thing, and that's when podcasts and stuff were starting to come out. So, um, I you know people ask me all the time, how do you start a show or whatever? I'm like, well, just come on this one because that's the first thing I can tell you is to come do it. If you, but it's um getting that real world with a professional like yourself who's done it which I'm sure she quickly tells me would they want to be on what side of the, you know, yeah. behind the camera in front of it.
2: You find out fast. Yeah. You really do.
0: And I knew where I was. And my, my wife's like, I don't listen to any of your shows because I have to listen to you for the last 30 years. <laughs> I'm like, but, but I said this. I, 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 I quit talking. So I, you know, I just, just stopped. And my kid's like, yeah, we, we know. We, everybody knows. We, so I, I poke fun at myself. It's, it's all good. All right, so – um But the international opportunities, is that something you guys are looking to continue to look at other places and keep growing that?
3: Most definitely. So international experiences is actually linked to the university-wide strategic plan. So we are bringing in international students for um, study abroad short-term programs as well as cohorts of students who are taking full degree programs on campus and we are actually connecting with international partners for different programming that we're working on looking at faculty exchanges and Dr. Just and I were actually involved with the Impulsa initiative in Costa Rica and Panama oh. and that initiative focused on providing entrepreneurial workshops for women in both of those countries. Wow
0: yeah I was I was watching some of the stuff No, was that recently was that in Atlanta?
3: So we actually went to Costa Rica and Panama. Yes, so we were there for approximately a week um, in November Mm -hmm. and we did um, entrepreneur workshops with 126 women in Costa Rica and over 50 in Panama. Wow.
0: I love that, you know. And again, I'm, I guess, a little biased, just simply because of seeing three daughters. They see what I do, and they go, "Well, you don't really have anything you have to do today." I'm like, "What do you mean? thing I have to do? <laughs> I just go and do shows and have magically, or or a magazine." They they really don't know what I do. I mean, I'm not sure um, they're ever going to understand. But let's take let's digress for one second. So, Dr. Just when you put in, let's talk about the diversity and growth of Bernal from whenever it was. Yeah, I know it started as a female college and. When did that change from just being in Gainesville? Was that in the 90s? I can't remember. And mm-hmm. Jay you no know best because yeah. he went to school
2: I went, there. Okay. I, went, I went to, Br- Renee, just hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I went to Bernal in, in 1970. Hmm, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I was one of the first male student, day students. And I almost graduated from the women's college. Okay, uh, but they they created a nighttime and evening school and all that. So I went to school there and and it evolved from that to the word coed will probably be cut out of this broadcast um, but, we have more males going there now, and some living on campus. Was that that in Gainesville? Yeah. Okay. Yes. See, that's stuff I don't even know.
0: Okay. But so that, that's okay. Right.
2: That's uh, that's that's how it's changed. I'm I'm just cutting to the chase. Sure. From from there, I'd have I'd have people come up to me every day, when I was a student, and ask, "How are you doing? Or oh, what are you doing? Right. Or well, where are you going? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to school. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, started laughing. So that's. Uh, that's that's changed.
0: I used to own a printing company and we printed. I don't know if it's still around the Burnell Alumni Magazine. So I had that years ago. So I used to go up to that campus frequently and I'd, they'd be like, "What, sir? What are you doing?" And I'm like, um, "I'm looking for the marketing." But they were like, "You go to school here?" I'm like, "No, no. I'm trying to find the community. Whatever it was, the marketing and PR department. It's a beautiful campus. Yeah. But I I didn't realize the change in terms of of." I guess males on the campus, I wouldn't even have known that. So that's a key for our
3: listeners. Right, so we do still have the traditional women's college where some of uh, our undergraduate students, they enroll in classes where they take um courses with only female students so the traditional women's college still exists but then we have an undergraduate college that is co-educational so that males are able to attend and then at the graduate level those are co-educational programs as well
0: well that's something i didn't know and so between when we do the story in the magazines and this educating people so if you're out there and you think Bernal is still only a i guess female college in gainesville that's incorrect
3: that's very incorrect
0: And it's, uh, um, I like the innovation. It seems to be, uh, you know, we all use the word pivot the last three years, probably more than we've ever used it in our lifetimes. But seems to be, and I even, you know, uh, you see an opportunity and and kind of make something happen versus a lot of bureaucracy of just talking about it. Is that fair?
1: Very much so. And I think it's one of the beauties of being a small campus is that we can really um, be flexible and agile. Mm Mm-hmm because we have the ability to assess the community, assess what students are looking for, what business uh, are looking for, and we can turn on a dime.
0: That's great.
1: It's much easier to do that, and our focus is absolutely student-centric. Yeah. And our curriculum that we're developing and that we're coming out with is innovative. It is cutting edge. It's relevant, and we look at when we look at making curriculum changes, it's all about the relevancy.
0: Yeah, well, because it's, it's to a certain degree, you know, you have all these people. They'll ask me now, like, my kid's going to go to college. What do you think? And I'm, I said, one of the things I saw in my dissertation, college is not for everybody. I said, you know, there's some people who might be better suited. They need to go to the military. Some people need to go get a job. Some people need to go to a trade school, and that is totally great. But just going to college to go to college for no point and go, I'm just going to get a, I'm just making fun of history for a second. I love history. But if you say history major, that might be fine if you're going to go to law school or I'm going to get an art major. That's fine. But what skills are you going to learn that are going to make you um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Viable. Yeah, yeah, most reliable or most uh, helpful to an employer. Because if I have to teach someone to think and they just sit there and stare at me and want me to tell them everything to do – Mm -hmm. i'll teach them the job but i need them to say what do you think i don't know what do you think i'm like i know what i think i don't know what you think i mean i don't need if i if i had to tell myself i I don't need you so i like that is that kind of the cut of it being innovative of real real scenario learning so people are coming out better prepared to make a difference in the workforce or whatever they're doing their current job
3: i think um having those critical thinking skills so you know really having a lot of the courses and programs where we actually have creativity innovation critical thinking embedded in several courses throughout our program i think it really challenges our students and it gives them those skills that they need for the workforce
0: yeah i think it's so important and i just i see so many i'm so glad to hear so it makes sense now so if i'm saying it right so glad to hear that's going on so university and under that you still have the college i guess of of the women part but a university as a whole is is the ed what i don't even know the right if i'm saying that right mm-hmm. but but it's That's men right. men men and um, there as well now and then other campuses in addition to online and starting something i guess you said there in 2022 was that an, is that something y'all saw is something people wanted and you then like you said Dr. just turn on a dime and start that cohort
3: So we did have a lot more international students who wanted to complete graduate courses, but they have to take them on campus instead of online. And so in order to meet that demand, we added the on ground cohort for graduate students. So, um, and it's not just for our international students, but it was really, you know, meeting the needs of our international students. But other students are able to take those on ground um, graduate courses as well.
0: So, do you, I think we've all talked about it, but do y'all like to keep your classes where they're not just mammoth, where they're a little more, you know, you can get to know your students and they can know their professor and their cohort? Is that how, how it's done?
3: yes so we cap our classes at 20 students that's great so that's for on ground and online so it really allows that um, personal connection with our students on ground the class sizes usually are 15 or lower and so you know students get the one-on-one attention and our professors really get an opportunity to know our students
0: know them as an individual correct Correct. I know well I better be careful in saying this but I, I just in some of the things I've taught when you the better professor you are they keep giving you more but you can't i'm going to say this and go it's hard to teach 29 people in, in two different classes and and do them justice and know that it's an in, individual i mean it, no matter how hard i work it's it's hard you know mm-hmm. so a little bit smaller gives you a lot more to put attention on them and i think we all would agree on that but um so i really like that what you what you guys are doing with that um so jay coming back to you um or what are you seeing, you know, when the media, the TV, the radio, the podcast, what are, what are people, what do you see as the new trend that people most interested in right now?
2: Everybody wants to learn uh, to do what we're doing. Okay. And uh, just have, having a conversation like we're having. Uh, we do something called Media Scholars with high school students. We just got through doing it this semester. It's very successful. Uh, four days throughout a series of months, about seven months and uh, taught them radio, video, how to write PR, and invited a lot of people from different departments to come in and speak. And I'll tell you, uh, these high school students really shone. Mm. Now, uh, I, I'm around very smart people, and I can't remember your question exactly. Uh, well, but, you know, um, that
0: makes two of us. No, I'm just kidding. But, no, I, but, no, I w- what do you see as, I would say, the biggest thing? I mean, you know, right now it's podcasts, five years, you know, it's TikTok, you know, whatever it is. But but is there a trend? Is it people want to be in front of a microphone? Is it people wanting to film and be video editors?
2: It's all performance, uh, and by that I mean TikTok mm-hmm. uh, is is just ginormous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not being a radio person. Sorry, oh, it's, it's not so much that, but it is knowing how to perform and knowing how to how to speak like we're doing. Right. So they learn that uh, if they take a course from me. Which is a very brutal course. Okay. But, okay. Well, but I it, told you, I'm not taking any more courses. But, but, it, but, it, but it is how to, s- how to express yourself without. Um, we've all heard uh, this, like read here. I'm not going to speak at all. I'm just going to talk oh, I'm liberate, gonna oh, yes, and I'm going to read it out. You have heard that. And then you have people who, who emote. So you learn to do that. And uh, they are very interested in performance, though. And TikTok, I can't, <laughs> I can't say enough about or probably against it. But uh, it's it's huge and it's it's not going anywhere. If it disappears, something else will take its place. So that's where they are. And I have never seen students more camera ready in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, um, that's what I was kind of kidding about my kids. But you know, I watch what they're able to do with what I'd call quasi video editing and yeah, performing to these TikToks and whatever and but every time i start teaching a you know a leadership or marketing branding course i'll say something about especially when it's traditional and digital marketing and my whole thing is i always say it's integrated marketing we bring them together to use the proper tools and they'll say we'll start the course and they'll say we we want the best part of marketing is to go viral on TikTok. i'm like that that's not a strategy that's luck i mean you hit the right time and the right i mean you put the right thing into the right place at the right time but by the time they're done i teach them going this over here, this content being your TV with the QR code that moves back over here, we're moving it so our target audience then may see it in a magazine, on a billboard, on a podcast, on a traditional radio, on a promotional product item like the, like the nice bags you guys brought in. And the idea is for them to see it over and over and over. And by the time they're done, they're like, oh. Yeah. But you know, just the new and shiniest thing. You know, a few years ago, that was Instagram. And then it was stories, and then, you know then now it's reels and whatever. And all that is great, but it, it will continue to change because uh, a couple of people I, I talked to in marketing were like, now YouTube is doing YouTube shorts to look all just right. like TikTok. And Facebook and Instagram have reels to look like TikTok. And so the whole idea for me is like, l- learn what you're doing so that you can use the platforms that exist. But it, don't get caught up on the platform. Know what you're trying to do. So that's interesting, the performance.
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's ne- it, it is um, probably here for a decade everything's a cycle yep. and uh, I don't know what's next that's what's interesting about media but uh, video everyone's so in love with the mirror yeah <laughs> uh, it is incredible and so we're going to go through the we, we've we already been through the me generation but I don't know what you call this one well, it's,
0: you, it's always, so after Gen Z one of my students picks, we have now Generation Alpha so you had you know Millennials yeah. Gen Z that's my kids and then um, one of them picked I didn't even know this but Generation Alpha is the next generation building and who knows what that'll look like but I don't know about you guys, the, the social media where people are scrolling, 20, especially the kids, 24 hours a day on their phone, I'm a little scared when you can't have a conversation. So I'm really glad to see these programs because we've got to make, and I'm not generalizing. I mean, that's not every kid, that's not every kid, but to not be able to have a conversation that looks money in the eye, you have to be able to do that. And right. you know, maybe they don't want to do it, but if they take a course to do it and they walk away, I used to have make people thing was when I taught at Brunel, I would say, okay, I know you don't want to speak in front of the class. No one's judging. Just just stand up there and do it. I don't want to do it. Just please do it. By the end, it was, you made me come out of my comfort zone. And I actually it wasn't so
2: bad. And that applied to their life and their job. Mm-hmm. My very first uh, course that I taught, uh, the very first day, I noticed that everybody was on the phone or on <laughs> a device. And I went and got a box. And... <laughs> Said everybody, put your telephone in a box, in this box, and all but one student did it, and she just did not want. I th- thought I was going to steal the phone. I <laughs> I don't know, but uh, she did put the phone down, and then we went, uh, we went on. But I, I had been talking for ten minutes, and I said, "Can anybody tell me what I started talking about?" And we did that, but we did that for about a week, and uh, I had a student send me an email about uh two years ago I said I remember that first week of class (laughs) that's right when I started teaching but um she was glad that we we kind of broke the text barrier Mm -hmm. and that's what I do I love that my part of the calm department I I love that kind of do that when I say performance is there are so many uh opportunities there where there's silence and no one's speaking like we're speaking now exactly. and so whether it's important whether it's not important having eye-to-eye eye and FaceTime and, and knowing how to present yourself is a big deal so that's what that's part of what we do at now
0: I appreciate that so much um, and do you guys um, see through some of the other programs trying to instill these things you know because if you're going in a business meeting and you're looking at your phone or whatever because you think that's okay my phone, unless it's an emergency, is put up or in my pocket, and I know if I'm getting repeated calls, then there's some problem at my house or something. But beyond that, my focus is on the person I'm talking to. Now, that's easier because we didn't all grow up with that. But is that something that's woven in or even talked about in the communication side of going, yes, we have the most powerful device you know, in our hand, on our watch, but the most important thing is the person you're communicating with. Is
3: that ever talked about in any of these classes? Right, so we do have um, public speaking courses, communications courses, and these are courses that not only the communication students have to take, but the business students as well. Nice, and even across the university, um, our other colleges students get to take similar courses. But then I would also add that we have started adding professional development sessions for our students, and that's really the focus: is that some of the things that we don't have an opportunity to embed into our curriculum that we're giving them opportunity to work on some of those skills their resume all that professional development stuff outside of class do you get the
0: feedback that even if they don't like it that they say you know hey we we were more comfortable than we were when we began the speaking in front of somebody or making eye contact or knowing how to shake somebody's hand I mean it's
2: is it even you don't No, no one ever says that, Ryan. Okay. No Uh, one ever says that out loud. That's right.
0: Nobody remembers. It's like filling out your evaluations at the end after you help people for like (laughs) (laughs) eight
2: weeks. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. But I'll tell you where that shows up. Um, There's a research symposium coming up, and there are students involved. And whenever they do presentations, you can see it Mm -hmm. and and hear it in the way they present themselves. Mm -hmm. And you just know... This student wasn't anything like this when they came in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So so something's happened. Whether they practiced a lot or, or the courses worked or both, whatever. Yeah.
0: To me, I mean, communications is the crux. You know, my uh, other degrees were all communications was just the crux of everything we do as human beings. And Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, that's. I don't know. I just I get on my soapbox about how we communicate and how we say you know over communicating. and want to say that making sure somebody fully understands what you're doing. Going, well, I sent one email to somebody one time and they never replied, so I don't. I guess they didn't care. I'm like, well, no, they're doing a hundred things, so we have to make the communication how the person wants it, not how we want it. And you know, a lot of people. I'm teaching my kids like, well, we send them a text. I'm like, well you know they maybe didn't see that or maybe they they want you to go through an official channel of email or maybe you need to call them i don't know you know it is it's up to the individual so that's that's great to hear and and to see that real world development um it's is you know maybe they never say it but you can see it oh yeah Mm -hmm. you can see it all right well we're this we're having fun all right so let's kind of do a round table of things we haven't covered and i will give everybody kind of a shot of uh Talking about now talking about the uh, Department of Business and Communications. Um, Dr. Just, what, what things, you know, would you like to say to people out there that are going, okay, we've learned some stuff today, but here's some things we haven't talked about yet, so we make sure we cover what I haven't asked you or we haven't said.
1: Wow, that's a tough question.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's a loaded Because loaded one of the question.
1: first things that comes to my mind is that we're not a, a women's university.
0: Yeah. But um. th- we, we can't stress that enough, though. I mean, I mean, it's so, that's the first thing people still, like I said, i on my own master's degree, like you went to, how did you go to Bernal? Like, okay. And that's, that's an outdated question.
1: I was walking my dog about a month ago and I had my burnout t-shirt on and my neighbor said, oh, you work for the girls at girls school. I was like, no, no,
0: no. Right. No. So we can't stress that enough.
1: Exactly. We can't stress it enough. Um, that is co-ed, that it is very diverse. Our student population is very diverse. Our faculty are diverse. That's one of the things I love about the College of Business and Communication. Yeah. Is our faculty are very diverse in many different ways. Which just rich, makes for
0: great people to you know, bounce ideas off of and get different parts, right?
1: It's a rich experience. So we have a rich experience as a faculty team. That just trickles down to our students.
0: Yeah, I can see it. I mean, just seeing y'all's fun and energy, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, it's either there. Or not. You can put a smile on and nod and whatever, but, you know, people can go through the motions, and I can see through that in a second. But but I can see it. I can feel it. Um, but that's huge, and we can't stress that enough for someone to say, oh, okay, so you go to the women's college with there, because that is, an out, that is not for 2023, nor has it been for a while, but we, we can fix that right now. <laughs> Anything else that pops in your head, or is that the –
1: because we are small mm. and because we are agile, if you come to us and we don't have the exact thing you're looking for, at like in the College of Business and Communication, we can craft it for you.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So we can start pulling together to meet all the requirements to craft what you want to do with your career. It doesn't have to be just a straight up accounting degree or a straight up right. human resources degree. We can get creative. And again, that's one of the beauties of being small many of our faculty have been in industry. So we bring that to the table with our academic and to your point earlier about integrating everything. right? Integrating it, yeah.
3: Right.
0: I remember when I was an undergrad, you know, I started off as a business major. Why? Because my dad said, you'll be a business major. Well, I I didn't, what I wanted was, ended up doing is cobbling marketing, PR, some communication classes. I did what you're talking about, but I cobbled it because there was no such thing. And ultimately, I knew where I would end up, something like this. But I took courses. You know, you had to take other things you didn't want to take. But I took the pieces. So being able to do that in 2023, I think it's very exciting. So I'm saying this to all our listeners, you know, reach out to Bernal and, you know, talk about what your educational goals are and what you want to do. But it sounds like there's just a lot of progressive, proactive thinking. And I applaud that. applaud that fully. All right, uh, Dean Shatritla, what what might you say that we uh, that we've got to cover today before we finish?
3: I would just reiterate that Brunel is evolving that it's a lot different from what the traditional Brunel College was. And so there is a lot of diversity. There are a lot of opportunities. We have a lot of programs. So even though we are from the College of Business and Communication, the university has the College of Health Sciences, Mm -hmm. College of Fine Arts and Humanities, as well as College of Education. So we have a lot of degree program offerings. The College of Business and Communication, we are just really excited we're motivated we're on the move so definitely reach out because as doctor just said there are so many opportunities and a lot of people think that since we're a private university that we may not be affordable just reach out to us because there are you know different things out there that can help you financially and um adult learners traditional learners we are able to work with all all of them so
0: so Don't you know? That's what I'm so glad you said that. That you know, people go, "Oh, it's private school. I'm not even going to look at." Well, that's that's not necessarily true because that's where I chose to go, and it was it it fit me due to a multitude of reasons. And um, so, again, another endorsement. But thank you for sharing that all right so to the guy who the legend z93 1966 corvette the radio guys get to finish because you're the radio guy that's what you said so what 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 haven't we covered here jay that you think would be helpful
2: uh well it's hard to eclipse what these two brilliant doctors have just said but um (laughs) i I am gonna say uh, i don't think i've said this uh, like this 89.1 wbcx and wbcx tv exist at Renau University. They are unlike anything else uh, at any university in the state of Georgia where you get your own chance to to go on and shine in any way you like. Uh, That's a bold comment and it is a true comment. It's where it's 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 what we've built. So I look forward to seeing more of your listeners and if your listeners have kids who want to go to school please uh, come visit and walk through and and look at what we have. We have a lot of people come through every week and we invite you to come to Brown and take a look cuz we've got a good thing going. That's awesome. All right. Well, we you know, we couldn't we couldn't stop at
0: 30 minutes today. We had too many uh, great um, pieces of wisdom. So I want to thank each of you three for coming on the Marketing Matters show and talking about your own areas of expertise, which I feel like I've learned a uh, a lot i, I tell people uh, I'm, a, I'm now a doctor but please call nine one one because i'm only the leader i'm a motivational leadership doctor i'm going to guide you toward yeah. a, i'm going to mm-hmm. guide you toward the emergency room and encourage you along the way <laughs> but uh no seriously um thanks to each of you guys coming on and then i'm going to close this out but thanks guys thank you ryan you thank, you, thank you, you so much thank, thank you very much folks thanks for tuning in to another marketing matters on the end results radio network inside the perimeter roofing studio please stay tuned for upcoming shows Go to inresultswithaz.com or simply go to anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for my special guest today. And folks, thanks for tuning in and listening to all our other shows right where you see Marketing Matters. This has been another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. Until next time, make your marketing matter. This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R Y A N S A U E R S.com.